Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Welcome to episode 166, Reflections and Observations with me, Amy Rowlandson. These episodes are an opportunity for me to listen back to the episodes from the perspective of a member of the audience, and I get to highlight some of the moments that I take away from each of those episodes. And kicking off today, I'm going to start with episode 161, Sharing Knowledge with Peter Freeth. Kindly brought together by Adrian Hales, another one of my wonderful guests, back in episode 123, episode Follow Your Path. So thank you, Adrian, for bringing us together. Now, Peter touched on so many different elements that I have in typically Amy Butterfly Mind Style, explored many different avenues in my Reflections and Observations episode today. So please indulge me on that. Sharing and creating knowledge is at the heart of everything Peter Freeth does. Focusing on the importance of time, senses, labelling, enjoyment, direction and money, in this episode, Peter shared what he believed to be the fundamental design flaw in human beings. Regardless of what the environment is doing, people always seek to learn and develop themselves as they have a need for knowledge, whether that is found through reading books, listening to podcasts, watching videos on YouTube or going on training courses. Talking about sharing knowledge, I've just received one of Peter's books in the post. He sent to me after finally finding it in one of his boxes. He just moved house and he promised me when we recorded the podcast that he would send me his NLP Master Practitioner Manual he'd written. But first, he had to locate it. I've just opened it up and on page 354, it is titled The Beginning. He says he closes his book the same way he always does with A Beginning. It is but one step in the learning journey, he says. Every step is an opportunity to make a choice. Either carry on doing tomorrow what you did yesterday or look around you and see the world is changing and adapt. Peter spoke about new beginnings in the podcast, how you have a need to learn regardless of the environment. Every day is a new beginning. I talk about and advocate midlife beginnings all the time. What may seem like a steep learning curve, looking into it, it's also actually an opportunity to leverage previous experience. And Peter reflected saying that things like recessions and pandemics have caused him to change direction and to rethink what he does and figure out different things of doing. In fact, I deliberated about calling this episode Change Direction. However, sharing knowledge won me over, as knowledge often does for me. Peter believes that the fundamental question that he suspects everybody asks themselves at some point is, what is wrong with me? I don't know about you. However, I know for sure there have been many times in my life that I have thought about that one question. I can never quite pinpoint the origin of what's going on. Sometimes it's overwhelm or I'm second guessing myself or it's a stress or not thinking straight or too much going on or that feeling stuck in a rut or at a crossroads. This is normal. We all feel this. 
And it could be a case of low self-esteem or, or low self-worth or a case of comparisonitis. This feeling of doubt is common and it's also often known as, am I good enough? Are you subjecting yourself to societal expectations or not aligning yourself to your own values in your life and your work? Are you focused on your why? What is a better question that you could ask yourself instead of, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling like this? What can I do to resolve it? Journaling your thoughts will really help you to understand more around what's going on. This way of free writing helps you to dig deeper into your thoughts and discover the root of your feelings. I had a case of overwhelm this week. So what did I do? I cleared my diary of every non-essential task and gave myself some space to breathe. It all comes back to time. Time for me. I also checked I was getting enough sleep and have more time outside walking. So that moment when you think I'll just do this and then is probably the best time to stop, to get up and just go outside for a walk. I find myself sitting at a desk for long periods of time because I can. I, I do focus really well, but often I then realize I really need a break. So I go off for a walk and I come back more energized, more refreshed, calmer and more importantly, more productive. So when the day speeds up and I do feel that overwhelm, I simply head outside for a walk. And then I come back focused. So going back to that question, what's wrong with me? If it's a physical one, don't doctor, Google it. Go and seek a medical professional and get help. And if it's a mental issue, again, it's a case of reaching out and speaking with someone who can help you. Don't suffer in silence. You're not alone. You time, self-care. I wrote a couple of blogs around time and self-care recently. Go and check it out on my website, amyrollinson.com. And if you haven't already, sign up for the weekly newsletter, Friday Focus, where I pick one topic each week with one action arising. Peter spoke of trying to define himself in his midlife crisis. Well, let me just reframe that. I call them midlife beginnings. And he had all these names and none of them meant anything. Again, he was he asked himself that question, what is wrong with me? Am I good enough? I'm going to talk about the labeling side of things later in this episode because it links in with another episode that I want to reflect on. But going back to that fundamental design flaw that Peter says that human beings have, he says that all of our senses are pointing outwards. So we never actually see ourselves and that we have a distortion of looking at ourselves through our own filters and perceptions of distortion. We become unaware of the impact on the world. There are many filters that you use each day. Let's focus on some of the decision filters that you have. The simple questions that you use every day to help make decisions and take actions. An average adult supposedly makes a approximately 35,000 decisions each day. That's a decision every two seconds based on the fact that you sleep around seven hours per day. So when you have clear goals and objectives, you can easily filter decisions and questions through the, the mental filters which are aligned with your goals to help you make decisions faster and get clarity around them. Take control of your mind and actively make decisions rather than your mind making decisions on your behalf. Before I make a decision, I ask, 
Will it help me to achieve my goals? Will it give me more freedom and choice in how I live my life? Simple decision filters. We are all different and we all have different goals. Therefore, our filters are unique to us. Focus on why you're doing what you're doing. As Jim Rowan said, if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. Consciously design your own mental decision filters to reach fast, focused decisions that will help you to achieve your goals. Will this help me to? Yes, no. Write these simple questions down and keep them in a place that you can refer back to them until they become natural for you to use without consciously thinking of them. What are your goals and what are your filters? Peter went on to say that people resist leaving their jobs, thinking that the salary is the barrier. Money isn't the barrier. Time is the barrier. There are lots of different ways you can get more money, but you can't get more time, he said. And Peter had wished for more time with his father and that he himself had fallen into that trap of working so hard to give the kids a better life. And yet all his kids want is his time. Examine your life, particularly your working life. Are you doing what you enjoy? Is it time to change direction? As Peter said, the truth is no one is stopping you really. Only you can make the decision to make a change. You have the opportunity to create your story, the fingerprints that you want to leave behind you. How do you want to connect and communicate with others through space and time? How do you want to be valued, remembered? How will you be significant? Next up is episode 162, Courage to Speak with Simon Day. There's fear at one end, There's confidence at the other end and everything in between is courage. There is no shortcut. There is no fast track. But if you can exercise a particle of courage enough to take that first decision, there is a way out and there is a way up and there is a way to a more fulfilled, happier life. But it will come when you choose it and you have to choose to start that journey. These are the words of Simon Day. After years of suffering with crippling communication anxiety, Simon was left with two choices, spend his whole life hiding in the shadows and risk losing everything or find his voice. It was through the strength of conversations that Simon finally found the courage to speak. Communication, connection and courage come together to create opportunity, fulfillment and meaningful work. Through a painful yet empowering journey of discovery, Simon has transformed from terrified teenager to an award-winning speaker and communications coach. Simon now employs his communication skills as a middle leader in secondary education and works under his self-built brand, Simon Speaks, to coach others seeking to lose their fear, to find their voice and to speak with greater power. Is today the day that you choose to start your journey of meaningful work or have you already started? I spoke of courage in my last Reflections episode and this time courage involves a story about a superhero. Simon Day is a modern day superhero. By day, he is deputy head of English. By night, he helps people to craft their message to overcome their fear of public speaking. His superpower is teaching. And it all stemmed from a single moment, 
a single 10 minutes standing on a stage in his last year of high school, having to present to his peers. His stage fright was so real, it impacted his first job because he was so terrified of having to hit the phones. I won't share any more of his story. You have to go back and check out his episode to hear how he managed to overcome his stage fright. But what I do want to pick up on is the importance of communication in our lives. Every day we are effectively public speaking, whether we call it that or not. We're speaking in public. Simon said that the fear is at one end of the spectrum and confidence is at the other and everything in between is courage. Communication is fundamental in everything we do. Don't underestimate the everyday conversations that you have. You never know where a simple hello will lead you. Life is all about the people you meet and the things you create with them. What we do together will shape the way we live in the future. A simple hello will lead to a million things. I even have that on my business card. Not that I've handed one out for over a year now, but it is a philosophy that I live by. Look at where my hellos have got me over the last year with this podcast. When you meet someone for the first time, how do you introduce yourself? Do you say something like this? Hi, I'm Amy. I'm, I'm a coach, podcaster and property investor. How about you? What do you do? Then stop. It's boring. No one will remember you. So what could you say instead? Last year, on one of the gazillion Zoom calls that I was on during lockdown, I received a great conversational tip to help with just this dilemma, and I thought I'd share it with you here. Travel with your own PR wherever you go, whether on Zoom or in the room. Genius. This will ensure you start your conversation where you're engaging and you'll leave a memorable impression on people afterwards. Ditch the whole my name is and what I do line. Liven up the conversation. Think about how you would like to be introduced if someone was making an introduction on your behalf and share some of the best curious or most interesting moments of your life. Stand out. Be remembered. People won't remember you for what you do, but they will remember you for the curious and interesting information you just shared with them. How about this introduction instead? Hi, I'm Amy. I live above Druid Caves. I won an Oscar and I'm fascinated by the question why. How much more interesting is that conversation going to be when you simply share what you love doing and add in some curious facts about you? By giving the other person a variety of topics, they get to choose how to continue the conversation. No more tumbleweed, awkward moments of silence. More importantly, there are no more what do you do, where do you live conversations. How could you travel with your own PR? Write out your own introduction so next time you have a conversation, you stand out. And I also want to recommend a book, How to Talk to Anyone by Leal Lounders. And in this book, she shares 92 different tips of how to talk in conversation with others. I spoke earlier about the power of words in my reflections, and this is echoed in something that Simon said. There's a power in words. Simon said that his turning point was talking to someone, that conversation saved him and his life has been wonderfully enriched by speaking. Someone who was afraid to speak in public now wins awards for doing just that, has a business called Simon Speaks. Simon said, people don't know you're drowning if you don't tell them you're in the pool. 
And it was a case of him telling people that he was in the pool and that he was drowning, that they were able to pull him out. There is incredible power within a conversation. Don't ever feel you're alone. Reach out and have the courage to speak. My next guest with the courage to speak is Ricky Arundel. Episode 163, Dignity and Respect with Ricky Arundel. With a mission to create a fairer world in which every person's gender is accepted and respected, Ricky wants everyone to have a voice, to be heard and to do what they are good at. A world where people understand and accept one another for who they are without the need to conform to stereotypical ideas. A world where the middle space is okay. A world without secrets where we can simply be ourselves. A world where everyone treats one another with dignity and respect. Faced with considerable discrimination following their change in gender, Ricky completed a master's degree in gender research and established themselves as one of the leading gender and diversity speakers in the UK. Ricky is now an LGBTQ plus icon and is such a wonderful storyteller. So much so that one of my regular listeners was so gripped listening to this episode that she carried on cycling at the gym for the full length of the episode and could barely walk afterwards as she'd been so distracted by Ricky's wonderful storytelling. Perhaps my podcast needs to come with a health warning. Apologies, Jenny. Going back to Ricky's mission to create a fairer world in which every person's gender is accepted and respected, Ricky wants everyone to have a voice, to be heard and to do what they're good at, to be treated with dignity and respect. Ricky is very good at getting people to understand and accept others for who they are. Again, it comes back to communication. Ricky shared the moment they came out and how they no longer wanted it to be a secret anymore. They said they didn't think any trans person wants it to be a secret. What they want and what we all want is to simply be able to be ourselves, just to go out and think this is who I am. There's a wonderful book Ricky shared. It's only a small book back from the 60s by John Powell called Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am? And in the book, Powell says, I'm afraid to tell you who I am because if I tell you who I am, and you don't like who I am, that's all I have. This line engaged a lot of comments on a LinkedIn post that I shared. And Ricky on that post shared that with such a long history to gender nonconformity, that it will take a while for change. And Ricky's solution is to make sure that we all have friends from diverse parts of society that will make us more tolerant of difference and become allies. Helen Chorley said that we all want to be accepted for who we truly are, with no facades and no pretense. I agree. Let's create a world without facades and raise awareness to achieve gender equality. Ricky says it takes courage, not just in the coming out as LGBTQ+, but by showing who we all are in our hearts. Another comment on LinkedIn by Julia Hart said this is a subject that we all need to learn more about to help us understand the complexities and difficulties people faced to just be me. Respect and dignity should not be too much to ask from anybody. Ricky spoke of identity labels predicated on racism, the way that we use labels as badges of honour, 
in a way to create a sense of belonging, but in a polarizing perspective. People use labels, them and us, and they put it down to sides. A way that is used to dehumanize people so much so that it becomes okay. Ricky's example was that it becomes okay to kill gays, to kill trans, as they are subhuman. Using these labels to push away those who are not normal. It is difficult for me to speak about this because it's just so far from how I operate, how I think. However, I believe it's important observation to raise here as labels was also a topic that Peter Freeth touched on. Peter's had said that labels are for other people's benefits, saying that I'm just me, I do what I want. And it got me thinking, why do we label? What is the need behind us to do it? Is it for other people's benefits? But aren't you or aren't I one of those other people? Of course, labelling can be a useful tool for, for you to help understand and organise the world around us. Useful to categorise items, information experiences, such as what's safe, what's not safe. However, in many ways, labelling can be so toxic and damaging. Labelling is a learnt process based on the constructs of our society. And whilst it has its purpose, as I said, in our survival of a species in categorising those situations of what's safe and what's dangerous, labelling has been filtered into other areas and it filters into our judgments of others and has become a major problem in society today. Labelling creates judgments. Judgments create stereotypes, stigma, bias, myths, fears. And in labelling, you desensitise or dehumanise, as Ricky said, and you lose the individual, you lose identity. Labelling invites and incites discrimination and bias. Essentially, labelling becomes toxic. Words are incredibly powerful. Be mindful how you use them. You are not your label. You are more than just one thing. You are free to be who you are. Coming back to Ricky's mission to create a fairer world in which every person's gender is accepted and respected, where you have a voice, you are heard, and where you are treated with dignity and respect. This does not require labels. Next is episode 164, Dress to Manifest with Tanya Stell. Another guest who found the courage to speak and overcome her stage fright. And a shout out to another fabulous guest of mine, Cindy Ashton, for bringing us together. Styling your vision and helping you to step into your next chapter with a reflection of your inside potential. Tanya Stell shows you what is possible when you dress the inside. Embrace your own version of fabulous. Step into the spotlight and express all you are. Using Tanya's three pillars of style, self-care, self-confidence and self-expression, you have the potential to choose and change your outer covering. It's time to dress to manifest. Styling female industry leaders, authors, speakers and influencers from finance, law, media, fitness, real estate, cybersecurity and so much more. Tanya shows women the importance of investing in their image to elevate their influence. Tanya creates a vision for their style that is a reflection of their personal desires, their professional goals and their lifestyle. 
and she does this by combining her 18 years of experience as a fashion designer with her intuition to show women how to rediscover themselves through their style. Tanya's passion is to help women evolve through life changes to look and feel confident and live their lives fully expressed. Dare yourself, dare to wear something new, she says. Dare to be genuinely you. By shining a light on what makes you different, you're going to inspire other people to do the same. I love the theme that is threading its way through this Reflections and Observations episode today of daring yourself to be authentically you. What Tanya does is dress the inside, the true inside reflection of people's potential, enabling them to shine, increasing their visibility and confidently aligning the external image with how they want to be perceived. Tanya said that she becomes a mirror for her clients, seeing what they sense. And it's Tanya's intuitive approach that helps people feel comfortable in their clothing. Tanya advocates stepping into the spotlight to express who you are, to be bold and to be visible. For her, fashion is a tool that we can use to give us the confidence. Now, Tanya referenced Bill Cunningham and paraphrased something that he'd said around confidence as clothing is the armour that gets us through everyday life. Now, I checked out what Bill said and also who he was. He's Harvard educated and he was a legendary American fashion and street photographer for the New York Times. Born in 1929, he died aged 87 in 2016. And he was he chronicled what people wore in daily life and also in high society soirees. And this is what Bill said. The wider world that perceives fashion as sometimes as frivolity that should be done away with in the face of social upheavals, the problems are enormous. The point is, in fact, fashion is the armour to survive the reality of everyday life. I don't think you can do away with it. It would be like doing away with civilization. I also found another article on Bill and he said that fashion week is on the street, always has been, always will be. Tanya is fascinated by people and her passion for design has been nurtured since she was a child. She wants to show others what is possible, how you can embrace your own version of fabulous and not dull down your own light. Love what makes you different using those three pillars of style I mentioned, self-care, self-confidence and self-expression. Tanya says, give yourself permission to be genuinely different. My final reflection today is episode 165, Look Inside Yourself, with Shuan Meng. Faced with a difficult decision of needing to replace the income for both her and her husband, Shuan saw this challenge to be disguised as an opportunity to achieve financial freedom for her entire family. Opening new doors, Shuan focused on building two income streams in property, leveraging her financial background and tapping into her project management skills to support this new venture into property. Before this new career, Shuan worked in the investment fund industry for 10 years with extensive experience of investment appraisals and financial products working on multi-million pound projects. Having built a £6 million property portfolio within two years of setting up Cozy House, despite Brexit and Covid, the company continues to go from strength to strength. What an inspiration Shuan is, and a familiar story to mine. Both of us had husbands working in stressful city jobs which took a toll on their health, so much so that both sought property 
investment to be the solution to resolve the problems we faced, to enable our husbands to step away from those roles in the city and live the lives they now and always desired. Shuan's why is really to have the flexibility to stay at home, to look out for her daughter, but also to have the financial independence and be able to provide for her family. With the meltdown of her husband, she took the plunge to replace both salaries. She didn't have a choice, and she, but she never looked back. As I said, Shuin's story is similar to mine, and I really recognise the journey that she's gone through. Although she had the knowledge a lot sooner than I did in my life. Had I known what I now know, then I would have done it whilst my kids were young too. I don't regret things in life. What's the point? However, I'm sure to pass on the knowledge to others to give them the options and choices in life that I was unaware of at that time. Shuin says property saved her life. And she feels that she's a firefighter, that if she didn't have a strong enough why, she would have given up 10,000, well, she would have found 10,000 reasons to stop her. But she kept going saying sometimes challenges disguise the opportunities. When you're down in your life, when you feel that life has not been nice to you, don't despair. Look inside yourself. Maybe they're just the doors to more opportunities to another world. Property investment gave Shuan time and flexibility. Isn't that ultimately what we all seek? I talked about time earlier. And I asked Shuan the sliding doors moment question that would what would have happened if she had not made that decision to leave her job. And she said that corporates keep you so busy that you don't have the time to think. And this is something that Peter Freeth spoke about in his episode too. I spoke about the importance of time and family in my reflections of Peter's episode earlier. Now here's something curious that I found or I heard this week. Did you know that time is the most common noun used in the English language? I was listening to When by Daniel Pink this week and he mentioned this in the book and I thought that was a fascinating fact so I thought I'd go and check the origin of it. Well, there is an article back in June 2006, the Oxford University Press researchers looked on the internet at newspapers, journals, fictions and weblogs to take a snapshot of our everyday language. Sure enough, time topped the list of the top 25 words used followed by person, year, way, day, thing, man, world, life, hand, part, child, I, woman, place, work, week, case, point, government, company, number, group, problem and fact. Now, 90% of the top 100 words are one syllable and a large proportion were actually from Old English, meaning that the basic words that we use all the time, no pun, in basic sentences are from before the Norman conquest. So despite the fact that we change our language all the time and we use new words and borrowed words and or loan words from other countries and other languages, in reality, the basic language that we use has been the same for hundreds and hundreds of years in English. So let's talk about time. Have you consciously stopped to see how you are living? Are you existing? Are you living? I talk about this difference all the time. Oh, there we go, time again. You only have a short time to spend living 
now I'm so conscious using the word time. How will you spend your time? <laughs> it's time to challenge your thinking and identify your opportunities. Why spend the rest of your life not enjoying what you're doing, not being with those you love and not having what you desire? Shuin said she had a lot of time, particularly at 3 a.m. in the morning, feeding her baby to think. Time to think. Her advice in true Nike style about following your dreams, just do it. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.